Welcome to Daily Drive Time Devotions. We are in day five today of our look at Philippians chapter three, verses 15 to 21. As we come to the end of our look at Philippians three, we've looked in this chapter about how to find joy, how to find joy in the way you respond to your accomplishments in the past, and then how to find joy in the way that you live for God's goals in the future. And yesterday we looked at what Paul had to say about living for the future. He used that phrase, you press on. If you're going to live for the future and have joy, you press on with God's strength. You run with strength by God's strength. You press on. But there is a second phrase that Paul uses at the end of the chapter as we look forward to the future. You not only press on, but you live up. You live up to what God has done in your life. Let me read for you Philippians chapter 3, verses 15 to 21. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we've already attained. Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. For as I've often told you before, and I now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, their glory is in their shame, their mind is on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. There's a balance here in Philippians chapter 3. Press on and then live up. You press on to attain all that God has made you to attain. But then Paul says here, but make sure you also live up to what you've already attained. I love that balance in God's word. How do you live up, Paul says, to what we're already talking about? He gets very practical here. So let's look at these verses in terms of principles, principles of how you live up to what God has already done in your life. He starts with the principle of, I'd call it conservation, which is don't go backwards. I mean, if you're running a race, you don't want to go backwards. All of us who are mature, we should press on, he says, but we should also live up. He says, God's going to make this clear to you. If he hasn't, then ask him. He'll make it clear to you. You need to live up to what he's already done in your life. Sometimes when we're living life, we need to have the picture of going up the down escalator. Everything in this world is going in one direction. We're trying to go up. And if you're going up a down escalator, you better keep walking. Because the minute you stop and say, well, okay, I've, I've arrived somehow, guess what? You're going down. And so Paul says, live up to what you've attained. Don't lose what you've gained because you think you've arrived. That's the principle of conservation. At least do that, he said. Only let us live up to that. But then he also talks about the principle of imitation. Follow me, he says. You want to live up to all that God wants to do in your life? You want to live up towards the future? Then you have to have other believers around you that can encourage your faith, that you can follow in their faith. The word follow here, we get our English word mimic from this word. He says, take note of us and follow us. That's the word scopos, telescope or microscope. Really hone in on this and really see how another believer is living their life in a way that can encourage your life. Now, just remember some all-important truths about human examples. We need to learn from each other and so remember some all-important truths. Truth one, you will follow examples, whether good ones or bad ones. Jesus said everyone's eventually going to become like his teacher. So you are going to follow examples. So you better get some good ones around you. Truth number two, I've got to choose intentionally to imitate the good qualities and not the bad. <laughs> it's easier to imitate bad qualities in someone's life than good ones. I don't know why that is. It just is. 
So I've got to make a choice to imitate the good that I see in people's lives. And you can recognize the good. And then the third truth about human examples is examples will fail you. They're not Jesus. They're just human beings. So you follow the good in their life. You learn from people, not expecting them to be perfect. We need good examples, Paul reminds us here, because there are a lot of bad examples out there. In fact, as he talks about the bad examples that were in the Philippians' life, he uses phrases that help us to pick out a bad example. Their God is their stomach, their destiny is destruction, their glory is in their shame, their mind is on earthly things. How do you pick out a bad example? Their God is their stomach. That's quite a phrase, quite a picture. And he's saying they have the wrong appetites. They've got the wrong priorities. You can pick that out. Bad example. Their destiny is destruction. They've got the wrong direction. You can see the direction of someone's life after you've hung around them for a while. Bad example. Their glory is in their shame. When someone is the most excited about the wrong values, they glory the most in doing the wrong things, that's when they seem to come the most alive. That's a bad example. And then he says their mind is on earthly things. They've got the wrong focus. That's the principle of imitation. You want to live up to what God has done in your life and live towards the future? Our third principle is the principle of separation. This principle is, in essence, you change your spiritual address. Paul talks about that in verse 20 when he says, we're not like that, but our citizenship is in heaven. Now, remember, when he talks about a different citizenship here, he's talking to the Philippians. And so we started this book, we talked about the fact that Philippi was a Roman colony. And so these are people who would have thought citizenship something very important. They were citizens of Rome, even though they didn't live in Rome. They understood what it meant to be a colony of Rome, even though they were separated from Rome. Now, in most Roman colonies, the citizens were mostly soldiers who'd served full-time, maybe 21 years in the army, and then they were rewarded with a full citizenship, Roman citizenship, very valuable in that day. And wherever they were, they were Romans. Even though they were away from Rome, wherever they were, they were citizens of Rome. Roman dress was worn. Roman magistrates governed in Philippi. The Latin tongue was spoken. Roman justice was administered. Roman morals. Their citizenship was in Rome, even though they didn't live in Rome. Our citizenship is in heaven, even though we don't live in heaven yet. A.W. Tozer gives three tests of your true citizenship. He says the tests are what you desire most, what you think about most, and whom you admire most. And when I hear those tests, I have to admit that sometimes I act more like a citizen of earth than a citizen of heaven. I want that to change. I want to live up to being a citizen of heaven. What do I desire most? What do I think about most? What do I admire most? The mark of citizenship that Paul talks about is what we wait for. He says, we eagerly wait for a savior because he's our leader. I've always loved what Corey Ten Boom said, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. You change your address. You look forward to heaven. You're a citizen of heaven. And then there is a fourth principle in these verses. It is the principle of transformation. Things will change. Things are not going to stay as they are. When you get discouraged and you think, I can't live up even to what God's already done in my life, and life seems to be weighing on you, remind yourself, transformation is on the way. Things will change. Paul says, who by his power, Jesus by his power, will bring everything under his control and he will transform your lowly body to be like his glorious body. That is good news. The way that it is is not the way that it shall be. One day, those who have faith 
We'll see these bodies, these minds that we struggle with on earth transform into perfection. And one day, we who struggle with the fact that Jesus is often not trusted, often seemingly not in control on this planet because of the choices people make, one day we will see everything, everything brought under his control. So just try that on for size when you're feeling discouraged. Things will change. I'm going to be transformed by his power, and our bodies are going to be transformed to be like his glorious body. 1 Corinthians 15, 53 says, For our earthly bodies, the ones that we have now that can die, must be transformed into heavenly bodies that cannot perish but will live forever. The way that it is is not the way that it shall be. How do you live up towards the future? The principle of conservation. Don't go backwards. The principle of imitation. Follow others. Have others around you that you can follow, be encouraged by. The principle of separation. Change your spiritual address. Realize you're a citizen of heaven. And the principle of transformation. Things will change. On display in the British Museum in London, there's an old mariner's map drawn in 1525 that outlines the North American coastline and all the waters that are next to it. The map maker made some intriguing notations on the areas of the map that represented the, the regions not yet explored. He wrote things like, here be giants, here be fiery scorpions, and here be dragons. Now, the interesting thing about this map, because there were many maps that had here be dragons written on it, is that this map came into the possession of Sir John Franklin, a British explorer in the early 1800s, a man of faith. And he took that map and he, he scratched out the fearful inscriptions and he wrote these words in their place. Here is God. Whatever you're going through in this world, we can live up towards the future because we realize here is God. He has the power, and one day everything is going to come under his control. He has the power, and one day he's going to transform even your body to become a perfect body like Jesus' body. As I think about living up towards the future, I'm reminded of the words of the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3. By no means do I count myself an expert in all this. We're in this together. None of us have figured faith out entirely. We all struggle with the ups and downs of trusting ourselves and then trusting him. But the truth is, whether you've had a good week when it comes to trusting Jesus or whether you've trusted yourself this week. The truth is, here is God. And we can trust in that truth. Let's pray together. And just pray, Jesus, Jesus, help me to live up to all that you've done in me. Help me to resist the temptation to do that on my own strength. Because that's not what you've done in me. You haven't come to strengthen me to be something that I couldn't be outside of myself. You have come to give me your strength. Here is God. And so right here, right now, help me to see myself in a new way, forgiven, set free, strengthened and enabled by you. And help me then to rely on you for a new strength to live this day today. And God, when I stumble, when I rely on my own strength, help me the next moment to recognize what I've done and to rely on your strength today, moment by moment. I ask you for the strength to do this. In Jesus' name, amen. Join us next week. We're going to be looking at one of the most exciting chapters of Scripture. It seems like I say that every week, Philippians chapter 4. Mm-hmm.